Today is June 28th, 2021, and our first story, an Olympic athlete has sparked a controversy after protesting the U.S. national anthem, resulting in Republicans saying this athlete should be removed from the U.S. team. In our next story, chaos erupts at New York Pride as Pride goers brutally beat a vendor and police intervene. And in our last story, Right Wing Watch, a leftist organization trying to get right wing individuals removed from the Internet, has been banned themselves as their own activism has backfired. If you like this podcast, give us a good review and give us five stars. And if you really like the show, please share it with your friends. Word of mouth really helps. Now, let's get into that first story. Over the past couple of months, controversies have been erupting as the culture war begins to infect the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Yes, they're still calling it the 2020 Olympics, even though it's now 2021 because it was postponed over COVID. The latest story has to do with activist athlete Gwen Berry, who after winning third place in the hammer throw turned away from the American flag during the national anthem. She went on to say that she was set up. They knew that she was going to be out there and they were going to play the anthem so that she would turn away from it. It's kind of a ridiculous story. We get it. She's an activist. She's probably a Black Lives Matter activist, and she didn't want to put her hand on her chest and look at the flag during the anthem. I got to say, I find it confusing why you would want to represent the United States in the Olympics if you don't like the country, its history, its traditions, or at the very least, the flag. Barry said the anthem never represented her. Then why would you want to represent the U.S.? Now, this isn't the only controversy. Another story has to do with an alternate competing in the BMX Olympic sporting event, who apparently posted her intention was to burn the U.S. flag from the podium. Well, this individual is an alternate, likely will not be on the podium. But once again, sparking a lot of controversy. We then see the media rush to the defense of this individual saying, well, we can't even prove this person actually said it despite there being a screenshot and no real clear denial. But okay, fine. Maybe she never said it and she has no intention of actually denying having posted. I want to burn the flag. But it's very confusing, isn't it? Who are these people who want to disparage and disrespect the flag, but go and wear it on their uniforms and have it next to their name? as they go to other countries to represent this country. Certainly you can compete at, you know, without a country stateless or whatever it is. I don't know a lot about the, Olymp- the, the Olympics, but they're athletes who don't have a country and they still qualify because they're really, really good. What is this all about? Well, a few months ago, the Olympics banned Black Lives Matter activism. They can't sell apparel. There's no fist pumping or red salutes to be done on the podium. A lot of people have said that's ridiculous because the Olympics has a long history of activism. But maybe what we're really seeing is just flat out virtue signaling. Let me ask you about these people who have qualified for the Olympics. How do you think their families feel about them getting to wear the American flag in Tokyo? Yeah, I bet they're very, very proud. They said, my child, my brother, my sister, my significant other, they are going to be the best of the best here for America. But when it comes to the TV and it comes to news, they pretend like they hate this country. Okay, well, in that in that case, maybe I should just say I agree with uh, with Rep Dan Crenshaw, who came out and said Gwen Berry should be removed from the Olympic team for turning away from the flag. And not just her, but this other athlete as well. Why not? We want people to say we are proud to be Americans. We represent America and we are going to be great athletes. 
If they don't want to do this, why are they even there? Now, this isn't the only controversy erupting. There are activists in Tokyo trying to get the games shut down over COVID. Now, a lot of people thought COVID was over. You think again. They're saying it's still bad in Tokyo. It's going to get worse. And now we're hearing about the Delta variant. And what's the latest bit of advice from the World Health Organization? That even if you're fully vaccinated, you should be wearing a mask and social distancing because the Delta variant could be serious. So perhaps we will revert back into lockdowns. That's already happening in Australia. So maybe the games will be postponed. Who knows? But let's get started and take a look how the culture war is transcending just the United States and is going to make its way into the Olympics and basically already has. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and help support our fearless journalism. You also get you also get access to our exclusive members only section with segments from the Timcast IRL podcast. You can't get anywhere else. We talk about the things that YouTube doesn't really want us to talk about. And we have this amazing new newsroom, which is which has just launched. And the new website is coming soon. So don't forget, go to Timcast.com, become a member. But like this video, subscribe to this channel. And if you really like the work we're doing, please share this video. And explain to people what's going on, why you like the video, because that's the power of word of mouth, which is more important and more powerful than any bit of marketing or algorithmic manipulation. It really does help the channel grow. Here's the story from CNN. Gwen Berry turns away from flag on U.S. Olympic trials podium, says she was set up. Now, what I find fascinating about this is I don't really care about one hammer thrower, but there is something to be said about the activism seeping into everyday life. And also the narcissism of this generation. CNN reports, hammer thrower Gwen Berry says that she was, says that playing the national anthem while she was on the podium at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials was a setup. Berry turned away from the flag to face the stands while the Star Spangled Banner played during the medal ceremony on Saturday. She then draped a t-shirt bearing the words activist athlete over her head. Having placed third in the hammer event at the trials in Eugene, Oregon, Barry earned a spot on the U.S. team for the Tokyo Olympics, which get underway next month. Quote, I feel like it was a setup. I feel like they did that on purpose. And I was peed, to be honest, said Barry of the anthem while uh, being played while she was on the podium. I was thinking about what should I do? Eventually, I just stayed there and just swayed. I put my shirt over my head. It was real disrespectful. I know they did that on purpose, but it'll be all right. I see what's up. Talk about narcissism and egotism. Man, this get this person off the Olympic team. I'm sorry. They should not be there. It's simple. You compete in an event for America. We play the national anthem. Why would this person be surprised they did that or, or claim she was being set up? I'll tell you, it's actually really simple. Here's what happened. These activists have to virtue signal. They have to pretend they hate this country. They don't know. They don't care. And I'm willing to bet when she won, she walked away. She's like, I did it. I finally did it. I'm going to get to wear the flag and I'm going to be there. Oh, man. But if I come out and claim I support this, all of these crazy activists are going to get mad at me for standing up for the national anthem. So they virtue signal. Now, this is dangerous because this will influence children. They'll grow up and they'll say, I don't like this country. Now, we can't have that, man. This country has its problems. It's had even worse problems. We do well. We, we progress. We get rid of the bad. We keep the good. Or at least we try to. Sometimes we get new bad. This is an example of new bad. We can't have this. We need pride in our country. We need, look, look at it this way. 
Without sporting events, people are using politics as their tribe, as their team, and they're fighting each other. Maybe we should go back to people being more passionate about like, you know, the Bears versus the Raiders or something. By all means, keep paying attention to politics, but keep your passion into sports, more fun things, right? Now, it is a bit of a conundrum because I do think people should be active in politics. I just don't think they should be violently enraged by politics. And I don't think they should be about their sporting events either. But you also think about what the Olympics could stand to be in terms of international competition. Instead of hating each other, we come together. All the nations of the world, maybe not every single one, but many come together. And at this one moment, we're all engaged in games, like games. Hey, I want to see how well you can do. I'm going to beat you next time. That's the kind of stuff we want as opposed to international conflict. Maybe it's a bit naive to think that coming together could change anything, but I really do think that maybe not the most impactful thing. When we come and we meet, we shake hands and we watch people engage in, in, in the top tier sports of the world, we're at least coming together and sharing that moment. And that can help ease tensions around the world. This makes things worse. That's all this culture war stuff does. You can like the flag. You can like America and talk about bad things, man. Quote, or I'm sorry, USA, USA track and field did not respond to CNN's request for comment. But according to Reuters, it said the anthem was played each day at the trials according to a prearranged schedule. Sounds like this Gwen Berry is lying. Quote, we didn't wait until the athletes were on the podium for the hammer throw awards, said USATF spokeswoman Susan Hazard. We're thrilled to the men's hammer throw team that selected themselves for the games. The anthem has been played once each evening throughout the trials. They said they were going to play it before we walked out. Then they played it when we were out there, said Barry. But I don't really want to talk about that, the anthem because it's not important. The anthem doesn't speak for me. It never has. On Instagram, Barry edited a caption alongside photos on her, uh, of her on the podium saying, I said what I said. I meant what I said. Stop playing with me, period. Ooh, the cognitive dissonance as her brain boils within her skull. Does she come out and say, I'm so proud to be here representing America in the hammer throw? The best of the best of the best. Well, the best of the best of the best, but third in the best of the best of the best. You get the point. Is she going to come out and, and, and with a tear in her eye say, I'm so incredibly honored to be here? But uh-oh, what about her activist virtue signaling? Yeah, there's the conundrum. This is hypocrisy. Just say you're proud. You did it. You're better than the rest. You earned it. It's yours. And you get to wear that flag and show the world that you are the best. That hard work paid off. But the virtue signal. Oh, no. If you come out and say meritocracy and hard work. Oof. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. 
Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's not going to work. On Twitter, Barry said how comments on social media show that even after the, the death of George Floyd and so many others, the commercial statements and phony sentiments regarding black lives were just a hoax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get criticized for not standing for the flag or, or facing the flag for the anthem. And this has something to do with George Floyd. Dude, this is pathetic. Well, Dan Crenshaw says it's time to go. In a dramatic escalation of Republican attacks on Gwen Berry, Rep. Dan Crenshaw on Monday called for the USA Olympian to be removed from the team after she turned away from the flag during the playing of the national anthem. That will, yeah, that's about it. The bare minimum requirement to serve in the Olympics, Crenshaw said, should be that you believe in the country you're representing. Crenshaw argued that the Olympic athlete who didn't respect the flag should be kicked off the team. After Barry Hammerthrower placed third, this we understand. Forbes goes on to say, Republicans have seized, oh, they didn't say pounced, the, uh, the incident is another example of athlete activism run amok, run amok. Why does the left hate America? Senator Ted Cruz wrote on Twitter. Sure, we have our faults, but no nation in the history of the world has liberated more people from captivity, has lifted more out of poverty, has bled more for freedom, or has blessed more with abundance. This isn't the first time Olympic athletes have demonstrated on the podium. At the Olympics in Mexico City in 1968, sprinters Tommy Smith and John Carlos famously raised their fists in a black power salute or a red salute. During the playing of the national anthem, Smith and Carlos were both sent home after the protest as the IOC bars protests. In April, the IOC upheld its ban on protest after the committee conducted a review of Rule 50, which states no kind of demonstration or political, religious or racial propaganda is permitted in any Olympic sites, venues or other areas. In 2019, Barry was placed on probation by USOPC after she raised her fist at the 2019 Pan America Games in Peru. USOPC apologized to Barry last year before it changed its rules to allow demonstrations in March. Well, hey, look, good for them. You know why? These activists refuse to back down. Conservatives back down. I mean, it's a sad reality. It's not, it's not conservative, liberal. I don't like those terms because it doesn't really get to the crux of what we're trying to talk about. When it comes to the anti-establishment, many people anti-establishment, anti-woke, disaffected liberals, moderates, conservatives, you get the group. I don't know how you want to define it. They don't want to speak out. There are people who work at Taco Bell. This guy, he wore a Black Lives Matter mask and they said, you take that mask off or we will fire you. And he said, fire me. I refuse to back down. Stunning and brave. And I mean it. This is a guy who said, I will sacrifice my job to be able to wear this mask and say what I believe. Well, he got fired. And we've seen other things with teachers, these people willing to say, I will not back down. Now we have this story, this, this from uh, uh, last week, U.S. Olympic athlete Chelsea Wolf threatened to burn flag on podium. BMX freestyle writer Chelsea Wolf identifies as a trans woman. In a post from the year before saying the only reason or something to the effect of I want to win the Olympics, so I can burn that flag. Wow. Talk about being willing to stand up for what you believe in. Now, maybe not. Maybe it's just that they're more scared of the woke left than they are of the right. Why? Because the right doesn't do anything. There's no real organizational power among the right. There's institutional power, but among the right, people don't really stand up that often. They don't speak out all that often. They're scared of losing their jobs. And you get stories like James Damore, 
when, I mean, I wouldn't even call that guy a conservative, but when he spoke up and said, here's some things I think Google can do to improve its workplace to help, you know, men and women, they called him a bigot and alt-right and all this other nasty stuff. He, he ends up in a lawsuit. I think they settled, so we don't really know how that ended. And it's unfortunate it didn't get bigger and have a bigger impact. But the sad reality is people who oppose this stuff, typically, for the most part, ain't speaking up about it. Meanwhile, these athletes are so scared of other athletes, they'll actually reject the anthem during their own podium moment, winning a medal and getting on the Olympic team, let alone losing their job. Well, that's sad reality for conservatives. For people on the right, if you're unwilling to even do half of what the left is willing to do in terms of their activism, then don't be surprised when you keep losing. And that's what's been happening for a long time. Fox News reports. BMX freestyle writer Chelsea Wolf, who qualified as an alternate to represent the U.S. In this, at this year's Summer Olympic Games, said last year that her goal was to win an Olympic medal, quote, so I can burn a U.S. flag at the podium. Quote, my goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag at the podium. This is what they focus on during a pandemic, hurting trans children. Wolf told Fox News, the post, which has since been deleted, doesn't mean she doesn't care about the country. Quote, anyone who thinks that I don't care about the U.S. is sorely mistaken. One of the reasons why I work so hard to represent the U.S. in international competition is to show the world that this country has morals and values, that it's not all of the bad things that we're known for. I take a stand against fascism because I care about this country, and I'm not going to let it fall into the hands of fascists after so many people have fought and sacrificed to prevent fascism from taking hold abroad. As a citizen who wants to be proud of my home country, I'm sure as hell not going to let it take hold here. Want to make a bet? I'm willing to bet 99% of the people who say things like this would shut up the moment you handed them a paycheck. I'm not kidding. Very few people would reject this. So, I, you know, I was having some conversations about uh, some industries. I'm not going to say exactly what, but I assure you, there are many activists like this. They say these things because they think it's going to get them with the in crowd. Well, we don't know who's the in crowd or out crowd necessarily because of the way the media functions. But I think if you look at the data, they're the out crowd. They make up a small fraction, but because they are powerful interests in that small fraction, they're willing to make that bet. Let's put it this way. I've had some conversations with pro skateboarders. I've said, do you guys want to come out, skate and hang out? Some of them have said, I'm worried that I'll get attacked by Antifa and I ride for big companies, big, big soda companies and clothing companies. And that's it. I don't want to lose money. That's the core of this. People don't care for the most part about the political stuff. They want to be able to buy a new lounge chair and a PS5. So what do you think happens if you go to one of these activists and say this? Hey, tell you what, we're going to hire you for this gig. And they say, oh, but the left might cancel me. Oh, don't worry. We'll make up for that. We'll cut you a massive check. You get a paycheck. I'm willing to bet you. Most of them, the overwhelming majority, over 90% would be like, I'll take the check. What people are scared of is being broke. And the activists use that against them because they'll go and harass businesses and the businesses will then purge people. That's why you're seeing this weird response from Gwen Berry, where she's like, stop playing with me. I don't know. They're setting me up because she knows this is my opportunity to make it big, man. Make money, get endorsements. Maybe. I don't know if a hammer thrower, but maybe she wins a gold medal at the Olympics, ends up with the, with the Wheaties box. I'm half kidding, but something like that. Endorsements, money. Oh no, but now you're overly political and you're tainting your brand and nobody wants to sponsor you because you're not going to sell boxes of Wheaties. You see how they start freaking out? Like, what do I do? What do I do to make money? That's what they care about. 
I'm sure to some degree they care about the politics. There are a lot of classical liberal types and right wing individuals who very much care about their politics. And there's certainly a bunch of woke people. But most people, most of them, that's right, right or left. It's not that they're grifting. It's just that they're like, dude, just tell me what to say. That's what they're telling you. Now, when we, we go on, we talk about this, this individual at the BMX. Journalist Ian Miles Chong first reported on Wolf's post. Wolf also reportedly joked about exploding former President Trump's head. Okay, I'm not going to read that next paragraph, but uh, yes. Earlier this month, Wolf posted about what it meant to qualify as an alternate for the Olympics as a transgender athlete. Quote, I searched for so long trying to find out if there had ever been a professional trans BMX rider to, sh- to show me that who I am would be okay. And unfortunately, I found no one. Eventually, I started to meet some amazing women who helped me accept that I am a woman just like any other and that I deserve a place to exist in the world just like everyone else. Now that it's a whole other issue unrelated to the American flag. I'm not going to bring that up necessarily because we got a lot more to talk about, but we've certainly talked about on the Tim Kessler podcast. International Olympic Committee policy specifies conditions under which those who transition from male to female are eligible to compete in the female category. I will say we don't have conversations about people born female transitioning to trans men and what their requirements are for obvious reasons. But I digress. That's neither here nor there in this particular issue. Congratulations to Gwen Berry and Chelsea Wolf for being considered good enough to compete on the Olympic team for this country. However, I have to say, if you don't respect the flag of this country, you don't respect the anthem of this country, maybe you shouldn't be wearing the flag and going out when they play our anthem when you win or when we compete. You see the problem there? You know, people who live in this country don't need to like the flag. This is a free country. They don't need to like the national anthem. But you don't need to then wear the flag, at the very least, have it next to your name on every TV screen everywhere. You do not need to represent those things to the world if you do not like them. Yeah, but money talks, huh? That's the name of the game. I love it. Let's jump over to Snopes. Did transgender Olympian Chelsea Wolf say she wants to burn a U.S. flag on the podium? Well, there's certainly a screenshot of it. There's certainly dozens of articles saying, yes, this person did this. There's no overt denial. Literally a screenshot shows it. So I would say the evidence suggests, yes, they did. Snopes, what do they say? Unproven. (laughs) Well, she didn't deny it. Therefore, we can't confirm it. Oh, please. You know what, man? This individual had every opportunity to reject it. But you know why they don't confirm or deny? Because you can see they don't care about activism. They care about money. That's what they want, money. They don't care about the politics. They just don't mind burning everything down around them if it means they get a little bit of sweet, sweet green in their pockets. For many of these people, this is their opportunity to make some big cash. It's the Olympics. Like I said, there's endorsements around the corner. Well, this lady, Gwen Berry, lost sponsors in the past. Maybe she's a true believer, or maybe she's not. Maybe she's a partial believer, but hey, won't turn down that quick buck, right? You know what? It may end up that the games don't even happen, but it seems like they're going to. There's just been big protests. Now, I want to make sure I cover the bigger context around all of this. This is from back on May 6th. Olympics bans Black Lives Matter apparel could punish athletes for social protests. Let's see what the IOC says about what Gwen Berry just did and what Chelsea Wolf posted on Facebook. Will there be any kind of reprimand? Will the IOC come on and say these people can't compete because of their politics? Probably not. 
I don't think they'll do anything. But this means something really interesting. What do you think is going to happen when Gwen Berry uh, comes out in the podium and they play? You know, even if it's a little, let's say Gwen Berry wins third, second, or first in the actual Olympic events. And she comes out and you hear that just opening, as she's coming out. Is she going to be like, no, I refuse and do a big protest? You're not allowed to do that. Is Chelsea Wolf? Well, Chelsea Wolf's an alternate, so might not even you know be competing. But do you think that Wolf would come out and do this protest the anthem? No, they'd get in trouble. And like I said, I'm willing to bet their parents are going like, my child has made it to the Olympics. I'm so proud. The activism is mostly fake. It is creepy, fringe, social media virtue signaling, and we all know it. Now, the Olympics, will it even happen? Check this out. Teen Vogue, the best source, of course, reports 2021 Tokyo Olympics prompt protest online activism in Japan. It just shouldn't happen. Quote, yo, as somebody from Japan F the 2020 Olympics, musician Kasuo says emphatically in a recent TikTok referring to the upcoming Tokyo Summer Games. It's called Tokyo 2020, they say, even though it's 2021 because, you know, COVID and we push it back. Quote, I don't think people outside of Japan know how bad this whole pandemic is being handled. Katsuo explains to Teen Vogue. It's so irresponsible. There are people still dying in this country with Tokyo being hit the worst, yet they want to bring in athletes from other countries to compete priorities, homie. Not a bad point, to be honest. Isn't it funny how they're like, oh, we have to lock everything down. Oh, we can't. Canada. Canada. You got some really serious lockdowns up in Canada. You going to let people fly out of the country for this stuff? Oh, yeah. I didn't think you were serious. Any one of these countries like Australia claiming that they're being serious about this, but they're going to let their athletes go to Tokyo. They are full of it. Now, look, I always say this. We got news about the Delta variant. These are just some news stories, and I'm mostly concerned about the political ramifications. If you have any issues or questions about your health, you go to your doctor. That's like the big problem with all this stuff. I don't care to rehash all this stuff, but like you don't get your opinions on medical stuff from people like me on the internet. I'm here to talk politics, not medicine. And if you go to your doctor, make sure you ask them specifically about medical things, not politics. Get medical advice, second opinion, third opinion, but go to your doctor. Because here's what we got to talk about. There's concerns over the new Delta variant. Australia races to stop Delta variant with new lockdowns, revised rules in population, only 4% vaccinated. Okay, let's have a conversation about the politics of this. If Australia wants to lock down, I think they should look at all the evidence and make, make that uh, come to that conclusion. Okay, I know a lot of people have strong opinions. We've seen what happened with Texas and Florida seem to have done all right. Fauci didn't really have a good response. But here's the bigger issue. How are you going to implement new lockdowns and new rules and call for masks and social distancing, but then be like, yo, the Olympics are okay? It kind of feels like people aren't taking any of this seriously. Maybe the activists are right. No, 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 hear me out. I know a lot of people are basically at the point where they're like, reopen things, protect the vulnerable. And that's where I've been for some time. Of course, when it comes to any medical thing, go to a doctor, go to your doctor, go to a second opinion, go get a second opinion, all that stuff. But how are you going to publicly and internationally say these new variants are dangerous? We may need booster shots. We got to wear masks and social distance, but we're going to open up international travel. What's this all about? Do they not really take their own warning seriously or is the money just worth it? Either way, if your official narrative is that the Delta variant is getting bad and we got to move quick, 
cancel the Olympics. Why won't you? Oh, the Olympics are big bucks. Isn't that it? Check this out. A petition from change.org. 434,479 have signed so far. It's going up as, as I record this video. That's actually not a lot, to be completely honest. I mean, we're talking about the International Olympics. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. There are billions of people on this planet. The most you could muster was just shy of a half million. I think people want the Olympics. I think people are tired of the lockdowns. I think people are tired of the fake activism. Let's just go back to being like, yo, I'm from America. What up? Yo, we're going to go to the Olympics. People don't want the lockdowns anymore. People want individual freedom. And that's what we got to do. But there are, there are real considerations. And so long as this is the narrative we're getting from the World Health Organization, you can post all the clown emojis in the world you want. I expect some consistency from the establishment. CNBC reports World Health Organization urges fully vaccinated people to continue to wear masks as Delta COVID variant spreads. Okay. Then shut down the Olympics. Why not? We're playing a game of chicken or something. You just... You, you, you think this is what we should be doing. These are the problems. Yet you're still going to act like it's not true. I think too many politicians try to exploit all of this. And so the World Health Organization can say whatever they want. You know, you know, I'm not saying to trust them. I'm just saying this is the official narrative. This is the thing YouTube says. They say if you go against the CDC or the World Health Organization, like it's a bannable offense. Sure. Then is YouTube going to support calls to shut down the Olympics, to ban travel, to lock everything back down again? I really don't think so. CNBC reports the World Health Organization on Friday urged fully vaccinated people to continue to wear masks, social distance, and practice other COVID-19 pandemic safety measures as the highly contagious Delta variant spreads rapidly across the globe. Quote, people cannot feel safe just because they've had two doses. They still need to protect themselves. Dr. Mariangela Samoa, who assistant director general for access to medicines and health products said during a news briefing from the agency's Geneva headquarters. Vaccine alone won't stop community transmission. Simo added, people need to continue to use masks consistently, be in ventilated spaces, hand hygiene, the physical distance, avoid crowding. Wow. This still continues to be extremely important, even if you're vaccinated when you have a community transmission going. Wow is all I can say. So the Olympics of all things. I think we've we've seen the lockdowns and now it's time to just protect the vulnerable 
Make sure we're treating the elderly, the, you, the overweight, people with underlying conditions and comorbidities with the utmost respect and care to make sure we protect their health, their, their, the health of these individuals. And we got to get back to work. But check this out. Booster may be needed for J&J shot as Delta variant spreads. Some infectious disease experts have already boosted with Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna. So does that mean they get one? I thought, it, I thought Johnson & Johnson, Johnson was the one and done. They say a few uh, uh, infectious disease experts are weighing the need for booster shots for the Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna mRNA-based vaccines for Americans who received the Johnson & Johnson one-dose vaccine due to the increasing prevalence of more contagious variants. A few say they have already done so themselves, even without published data on whether combining two different vaccines is safe and effective or backing uh, from U.S. health regulators. Canada and some European countries are already allowing people to get two different vaccines. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> this to me sounds highly speculative from a lot of people. I just say, go talk to your doctor. If you're not happy with their politics, then you should not be, then, then go talk to another doctor. This is one of the big issues too. I don't want to get into all this like COVID stuff. That wasn't the main issue. The Olympics are the issue, the, the activism and everything, right? But this is all kind of put together. It's, it's all kind of together because we've seen the, the data showing that states that voted for Biden are more vaccinated than states that aren't. Uh, states that voted for Biden have a higher rate of vaccination. States that voted for Trump, except for the ones that are being contested, have a lower rate of vaccination. And that, and that whole thing is weird in and of itself. I guess we'll see why that may be soon. But you can clearly see there's an ideological split between those willing to get a vaccine and those who aren't. I got to say, I don't like the idea of like McDonald's has like vaccine set up. You need to go to a doctor, man. They need to know your, med they need to know your medical history and stuff. But anyway, I, I, I know. I don't want to rehash all that stuff. The point is, if this is the official narrative from the World Health Organization, if this is what's now starting to come out, then how, how are we even having conversations about any of this? It seems to me that people in political power, they want the Olympics. The Olympics is fat cash. It's money in their pockets. It's power. It's control. It's unifying in many respects. So what, which is it? Why do we abide by some rules sometimes and not by other rules other times? We can't have it. How about this? In terms of the activism, the people who want to be activists and don't like this country, or maybe they like the country, but they're critical of the anthem or whatever, then they don't need to represent the flag. Then we don't put the flag next to their names. You, you, you pick one. Are you proud of this country and willing to represent it on, uh, honorably and faithfully? And if not, then why are you here? And more importantly, we need to have standards. Otherwise, people lose faith in whatever this is. None of it makes sense. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. And we will see you all then. Possibly the best indicator that we're in a culture war is a story about rioting at Pride and police fighting with the Pride event in New York City. Meanwhile, they're actually spray painting the messages of Pride on the ground and the FBI is flying the Pride flag and embassies are flying the Black Lives Matter flag. You can see that there are Elements of the establishment that are in favor of all of this messaging, and there are elements of the establishment that absolutely are not. So this is the story. Revelers, they call it, attack food vendor and clash with cops in Washington Square Park as peaceful pride celebrations spiral into chaos in NYC's new crime hotspot. That's right. Washington Square Park is supposedly becoming this hotbed for crime. 
I got to be honest, I don't actually believe it. Washington Square Park has always had people staying there really late. They party, they sit around, they smoke, they play music. That's what Washington Square Park is. Apparently, the people who live around it, which I guess are like millennials who are aging, are no longer appreciative of the raucous behavior that they once partook in and now want it to stop. So the police have enacted a curfew. So I'm not so convinced that Washington Square Park necessarily is a new crime hotspot so much as you could technically say that's true if you change the rules and set the curfew from midnight to 10 and a lot of people don't know or don't care. And then you get police coming in fighting with people. But let me let me slow down for a second and say this and then we'll read the story. Pride. It's supposed to be this like big parade. It's supposed to be a big event and it's celebratory and it's supposed to be peaceful. Now, truth be told, it looks like this event mostly was people peaceful. I, I know it's funny to say mostly peaceful, right? But this doesn't seem to have been a riot. There were some fights that broke out. The cops came in. Some people got pepper sprayed. It's hard to know exactly why all of this stuff happens, but it's not like people showed up with the intent of smashing windows. It's like people doing the cha-cha march around a fountain in the summer. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend like this is the chaos and, you know, pride is burning on the city or anything like that. In fact, this apparently is the third year in a row something like this has happened. But what I find fascinating about this story and why I want to talk about it is the weird corporate support, but then establishment rejection. Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. There's a couple of things I'll add. There's a meme going around where it's like what Netflix thinks its audience wants. And it's like a video of a bunch of like strong masculine women and stuff. And then it says their actual audience. And it's a woman from this new dating show where she's like, I want to get married and have kids before 26. You know, so it's a, the, the, the actual narrative that comes out in the content is much more what you'd expect. But their advertising for some reason is absolutely insane. You see this weird break? It's like there's some element that's pretending everybody cares about this, but in reality, no one really does. I'll give you a better example. I went to the skate park uh, not too far from here the other day, and there's kids tagging, like vandalizing the property with Black Lives Matter. It's the weirdest thing to me. I'm like, imagine being so pro-establishment that you vandalize public property with like a message approved by Amazon.com. It, like, imagine going to a skate park and some kid like runs up and he spray paints like Walmart.com, and you're like, okay, okay I guess. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you're rebelling or not. I have no idea. They spray paint Black Lives Matter on the skate ramps, and I'm like, is that is that a, okay? Is it illegal? I don't know if it's illegal. I mean, they spray paint they, they painted Black Lives Matter in the streets with taxpayer dollars, so I don't know if these kids are rebelling anymore or if they're like. Yay, establishment. And then they run out and they're like, yay. So this is where it gets really funny when these people show up for this pride event in New York and it's like the most pro-establishment thing ever. And then the cops show up and I guess, you know what, regardless of whether or not the establishment supports your ideas, now somebody attacked a food vendor and it was kind of messed up. This is food vendor and he's an argument breaks out and these food vendors are like, just go, just leave us, please just go. And then people, because they're in a violent mob, start throwing things. So it is fair to say that a riot does break out. But maybe like on a scale of one to 10, uh, like one being like no riot at all, 10 being the worst possible riot, it's a five. It's like right there at the threshold where people are surrounding a guy screaming, they're beating him, they're throwing things. It's not a scuffle. It's not a fight. 
They say revelers attack food vendor. I mean, when you get a group of people all there for an ideological reason and they're all freaking out and screaming at somebody and start throwing stuff at them and beating them, you're, you're now in riot territory. You know what I mean? But I, I, I do want to be careful because I, I, I don't want to act like this is a new thing. The story, apparently, like I said, the third year in the row, a third year in a row, this has happened. Here's the story from the Daily Mail. They say, New York City's pride celebrations were marred Sunday evening after an attack on a food vendor and skirmishes with police who used pepper spray to regain control. Like, I, I'm sorry, I think it's a pride riot. It's, it's getting in that territory. An elderly hot dog seller in the city's embattled Washington Square Park had a busted lip, bloody nose, and was seen bleeding from his head after being punched in the face several times by a woman. Why? People are crazy, man. The man was seen standing next to his food cart when he was suddenly caught off guard, punched in the head and nearly knocked off his feet. As he attempted to flee, a group chased him before he finally fell into the street where police ran to his aid. A woman yelled at him, accusing him of using a slur. I really do not believe some dopey old hot dog vendor was spouting slurs at pride events. I'm not going to buy it. These people like the, the rioters, the, the element of the left, whatever this is. Look, there's, there's photos from Pride. There's a bunch of people like doing the cha-cha march through a fountain. That's, that's fine. That's, that's great. It's, su- it's summer. That's what people should be doing. I don't know who these people are who show up to these events and do this kind of thing, but it's like the Antifa people, the, the, the BLM extremist types. They say people then tended to him in the street following the beating late on Sunday night. Earlier in the evening, several people were arrested as simmering tensions between pride goers and the police suddenly boiled over. NYPD officers used pepper spray on pride attendees who were in the Greenwich Village Park early on Sunday after revelers got angry with how police responded to a break in to a break in the metal barricades surrounding the popular park. Well, you know what, man? The police set up barricades. You try to break them down. The police are going to come in. Uh, This shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Social media users described officers as shoving one of the broken barricades into a woman who was on the other side. I don't believe it. I've been to. So here's what here, I'll tell you what I think happened. Because I've been in New York. I've covered a lot of these protests. Here's my bet. The protesters, the rioters started pulling apart the barricades and the cops run up, grab it and forcefully push it back, hitting somebody. It's one thing to say a cop went and he grabs the barricade and hits people with it. It's another thing to be like they started getting riotous and the police tried to stop them. You see how that works? They say pride participants already were wary of any police presence following a confrontation in the same park at the same event last year. NYC pride banned uniformed cops from any of its official events this year. And until at uh, until at least 2025 over fears, their presence would harm attendees. The decision came in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Riot police were then seen surrounding the area in riot gear, including shields, helmets, and visors. Some police officers had had their batons out. Now, that's interesting. I've covered a ton of of riot and protests in New York, and the cops usually don't have shields. No joke. Around the park's perimeter, officers formed a chain of police bikes before scores of them flooded the park. There were at least three confirmed arrests. You can see that part of the conflict arises because you had these guys, you know, protesting, repent, obey Jesus, they say. Then you have these people like yelling at the cops or whatever, and the cops are like standing around. And this is this is what happens. So this this is what you'll get when the people start tweeting about this. They're not going to tell you what started the fight. This person tweeted cops trying to arrest folks outside Washington Square Parks. Yeah. Why? No, for real. Why? I I need to know, because maybe the cops just walked up to somebody and said, I've decided to arrest you for no reason. I really doubt that. But maybe. Or maybe someone threw a, a beer can or a 
water bottle, or maybe somebody punched somebody. Who knows? Maybe they were messing with the barricades. I don't see police just walking in. And, and you got to understand, like, I'll put it this way. These cops for New York, these are the ones who defended the Black Lives Matter mural in the street. So I don't see them as like being the same department is going to walk up and randomly just beat people at Pride. And here's what I was mentioning about doing like the, the, the cha-cha, whatever it's called. They're just like walking. This is great. I, I love it. This is fantastic. You guys, you got to the park. Everybody's celebrating. You know, you're having some hot dogs. Maybe, you know, you're just you're dancing in the fountain. Summertime, a beautiful thing. America, this is what it's all about. Why y'all got to start fighting with people and beating people and attacking vendors? Like, that's dumb. Ignore the cops. You know, there, there are other people who live in the city besides you that want to just wa- get up and go get a Chipotle burrito or something. Quote, there's talk of mace happening right now at Washington Square Park. There is a sea of cops here. Quote, I am currently watching NYPD charge Washington Square Park with riot gear potentially to break up pride celebrations. Oh, come on. That's insane. It certainly looks like they're confronting people celebrating pride from my vantage point. They call it celebrating pride, but I wonder if it was just unpermitted. Maybe if the cops actually instigated this, then I'll say that, 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 that it was bad. Somehow I just don't believe it. I really, really don't. The NYPD has attacked the queer liberation march, used pepper spray and arrested at least one person. Now they're out in force and riot gear threatening more arrests. This is why no cops at Pride. When Daily Mail asked comment from the NYPD over the use of pepper spray, an officer said that no official details had yet been relayed from the field. At least one person could be heard chanting through a megaphone, the NYPD is not welcome at Pride to encouraging cheers of those nearby. You know what I'm going to say? Yes, I agree with Pride. The cops, get them out of there. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being facetious. I mean it literally. Probably for different reasons. They hate cops. They say cops are oppressive, all that stuff. I say, dude, the people have spoken. You've lost control. If you want to put Black Lives Matter in the street and send police to go defend it, when those same people tell you to F off, get on your knees and beg them for mercy and leave, you are the ones who created the circumstance. You are the department that created the lawlessness. You stood around. You didn't. I don't mean necessarily the individual beat cops. I mean the, the, the establishment. I'm talking about the Democratic politicians. I'm talking about the, chief, the police chiefs, the higher ranking supervisors. You got on your knees for Black Lives Matter. Don't stop now, baby. These people are in charge. You got a problem with what they want. It's actually your problem, not theirs. How are you going to let the city burn, let the riots happen, do nothing to stop this, paint their message, and those cops come out and defend it and say, but I'm just doing my job. Okay, well, you work for them. If the people don't want you there, get out. And if they want to fight and beat people like, well, you know what? They've spoken, right? Look, maybe what will happen is the vendors will stop showing up. There won't be any more hot dogs in Washington Square Park. The people won't want to live there anymore, so they'll be desperate to sell or move. Leases will be broken and people will leave. Let the city reap what they have sown. It's like we're, we've got this big ship and holes keep popping out. And, 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 you know, I'll put it this way. Here's a better analogy. It's like there's a big ship we're all on. And these leftists keep walking up with ice picks and bashing holes in the side of the hole. And then water is spraying out. And a bunch of people have tried to stop them for a long time, but it's been getting worse. Now, there's a certain sense of optimism in that they're sinking their own ship. And so we're like, whatever. 
But of course, they're going to try and jump ship and go to someone else's boat and probably do the same thing, right? At a certain point, you're like, dude, you've got millions of people punching holes in the hull of this ship. What are we supposed to do? If it's what they want, it's what they get. It's this simple. Don't let them jump onto your lifeboat. Say, hey, man, you do whatever you want with your boat. Here's what I'm trying to say. We've seen all of this with the police where they like literally during the George Floyd protests, NYPD got on their knees. Why would I defend them now? Bro, if you've pledged fealty to these to the to the, to the far left extremists when they're doing whatever they want, why why would I come out and be like, oh, oh no, the poor police? Like, I don't know. Like, like you you bent the knee to them. You know what I mean? Like, so do what you're told and shut up and stop complaining. You want to stay in New York? You want to do that? I'm not playing any stupid games. I'm not going to defend you. After the NYPD got on their knees for the George Floyd rioters, as if I defend the NYPD. Sorry, you guys reap what you sow, and this is what you get. So look, the people of New York support this. The mayor supports this. Now they have the nerve to come out and complain. They're like, but the noise is too loud. Okay, maybe you, a New Yorker, should have said something when they were burning down buildings. Or in New York, it wasn't so bad, but smashing windows, the videos coming out, people are like running into buildings and just stealing everything. That's crazy. But too, too, too bad. People don't speak out. People don't want to speak out, but I'll lose my job, but I'm scared. Let me explain something very simple to all of you. That may be true. It may be scary. I'm sorry. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But we are the majority. Most people do not want raucous reveling into the middle of the night and smashing windows and fighting with cops. Most people are not woke. It's amazing that you have 88% or 90% of this country, which is not woke, scared to speak up against these progressive fringe, this progressive fringe political minority. But they're scared. But I'll lose my job. Yeah, if everybody just laughed at them, you wouldn't lose your job. That's the problem. I hear it so much. I hear it. I hear it a lot. People are like, you know, oh, I'm really worried that if we come on your show, Tim, there could be some backlash or something. That's not really something I, I'll be honest. I don't want to over, I, I, I don't want to exaggerate, you know, w- what actually happens. But we've had maybe out of our hundred, you know, 200 and something guests, one or two have been concerned about potential backlash. And I'm like, first of all, we're kind of a moderate show. We don't really get that. But dude, nobody cares. I've had people talk about, you know, one of the problems of building culture is that these big corporations are scared that if they don't bend the knee, they'll lose business. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not that you'll lose business. It's that people are just scared of each other. It's a big Mexican standoff. There's very few woke people, but no one knows who's woke. So they're all standing there scared of each other. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to do whatever I'm told. When in reality, most people, and when I say most, the Hidden Tribes uh, survey found in 2018, it was 8% of the population. That's it. You see these videos? Check this out. Look at these, look at these photos of all these people in Washington Square Park. 
How many people they got there? A few thousand? A couple thousand? How many people live in New York City in the metro within train distance or driving distance? 10 million? I mean, I think 9 million city proper, right? Do the metro, do the tri-state. Why don't they show up for pride? Because it is a tiny minority. So this is what happens. You get a mayor who will just spray paint that message and do stupid things and regular people don't speak up. Now, a lot of people protested and they threw paint and they said, F this, F no. But most people just keep their head down, keeps their, keep their heads down and say, if, if I just do nothing, it'll all get better. But in the past few years, the amount of people who are woke has been going up significantly because it is indoctrinating young people. If you don't speak up and say it's whack, then the establishment culture keeps telling you know, seven-year-olds, it's cool. And then by the time they're 14, they go to skate parks and they're like, yo, I'm punk rock. Black lives matter. Spray painted on the, on the, on the ramp. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the thing I saw on amazon.com. And they have that big sign at Walmart, you know, big corporate black lives matter ink spray painted all across the ramps. I love it. There's like someone took a paint marker and wrote BLM. And I'm like, you're not protesting anything, dude. You're, you're espousing corporate messaging. That's what happens. These kids don't realize that they are the establishment. They're the machine or they love being the machine because they didn't get a good punk rock message. You know, like, uh, um, who was it? Was it, it was, was it Sid Vicious or was it Johnny Rotten? War, war, I think both probably would wear swastika t-shirts. Were they actually Nazis? No, but they wanted to offend you. They wanted to get in your face and tell you to shut up. That's what punk rock used to be. And then, you know, in the 90s, it became about just like chain wallets, studded belts and singing about your feelings, I guess. So uh, good, good for you, punk rock. And, and a lot of these big punk bands, man, they really they're just so establishment now. I mean, not even not even necessarily punk. Like, take a look at Rage on behalf of the machine. We were at the mall the other day and I go to Hot Topic and they have like a big rage against the machine. And I'm like, they ain't raging against anything, dude. They're raging on behalf of the machine. The things they say are repeated by Walmart. That's not very edgy of you. No, it's actually very square. That's where we're at these days. So I'll tell you this. Here's the point. How many people surrounding Washington Square Park did not like any of this. A lot. A lot of people didn't like any of it. How many of them were willing to go out, stand up and say no? None of them. They called the police and said, help police. Someone else needs to do this because I won't. Uh, Ma'am, the police were the ones defending the Black Lives Matter mural in the street. Yeah, no one's going to come and help you. Here's what, here's what may end up happening. There's an, there's an interesting uh, uh, conundrum or sort of paradox in that property values should be going down because people are fleeing cities, but they're still actually going up. And well, it's all in line with buying up property. So millennials can't. Yeah, millennials are going to be a surf generation. They're going to be coming out to events like this. They're going to be reveling and dancing and drinking and just nothing, nothing becomes accomplished. There's no freedom. There's no sense of security, but they don't care, I suppose. And I think the, the, the big the big reason uh, there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot to blame. You know, you look at the bo- the boomers, like the hippie generation, the hippies, the hippies, man. Wow. What did they end up becoming? Leaders of industry, corporate CEOs. Incredible. That's the system they build. Right now, we're seeing something similar. And these millennials are going to keep demanding of the system. But the system can't support this. 
You can't support a system where people don't produce. New York will probably fall. What I mean by that is, you know, you've probably heard me mention about uh, Detroit, like uh, the water infrastructure, the piping, right? Plumbing. In order to maintain that as a set amount of money, you need to have workers to actually fix the pipes. And that cost is divided up against most of the residents plus the actual, you know, water transfer costs. But as people leave due to things like this, then that share, that cost share gets divided amongst all of the other people who live in the city. It's probably tens of millions of dollars per month to maintain this, which basically means everybody essentially spends a buck to keep the system going. But as more and more people leave, the cost of utilities will go up. The cost of building maintenance will go up. You'll see more and more buildings start falling apart, which will cause property values to collapse, which will cause people to flee areas due to a loss of their investment, which will eventually result in a downward spiral and tropic decay of a city because it gets caught in that death spiral and it can't get out. It's, it's something that happens to shopping malls. And this is a smaller scale version. Let's say you have a shopping mall with 150 storefronts. And all 150 are full. People like going there because they can window shop at all these different stores and there's so much to see. It's the bazaar. It's the festival. But then 10 of the stores end up leaving because, you know, it turns out no one really likes fedoras. And, you know, the 10 fedora shops that were there for some reason, they're gone. Well, now the fedora people are less interested in coming. But as long as you maintain a certain number of open stores, people still say, well, I'll go there. Here's what happened in Ferguson. Just to the west of Ferguson was a mall. And I went and uh, we covered this story when I was you know, down there covering Ferguson. There were 70 empty storefronts out of just like 100 and something. And there were like two restaurants in the food court. The more stores shut down, the less anyone wanted to be there, the less customers would show up. And eventually it, it falls faster and faster and faster like dominoes being knocked down. If there's only 10 stores in the mall, well, then people are going to be like, do I need to go to the game, the you know, GameStop at the mall? I guess I have to. And then they might impulse buy something at the other stores. The food court starts shutting down and there's no food. Some people want to go see the movies, but then the movie's not pulling anybody. So they stop going. And it all started. They told me that when the riots broke out during Ferguson, they had to shut the malls down because they were worried. And then people stopped coming. When people said, I don't want to go to the mall because it's going to be locked down. Stores said we're not making any money. There are loss leader stores. There are stores that only have like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly which ones are, but there are certain stores that operate in malls that can't operate anywhere else. I think lids might be one of them. I'm, I could be wrong. It's like a hat store. It's all it is. You only, you only see it in malls, only ever see it in malls because there's not going to be a standalone lid somewhere because no one's going to go to it. But when you're at the mall and you're going to buy a new video game from GameStop, you might pop over to lids, grab a hat. So eventually they start dropping out. Then there's nothing really to, no reason to walk around the mall. People stopped coming. It really was the riots that was the catalyst for this. And then the mall ended up dying. It was crazy. We walked around. It was, it was creepy, actually, walking through corridors of this mall where there's just nothing. Empty storefronts. It's like being in an abandoned building. It was kind of cool. Kind of sad, though. Listen to what you get in places like New York. So, you know, I guess you could call it a riot to a small degree. But the people there have lost control. And this is what New York will be. Why would you want to own a condo in New York when your property value is going to go down? Crime is skyrocketing. The police are fighting with pride while defending Black Lives Matter murals. It's just bedlam. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.
Breaking news in the culture war front and good news for those who believe in free speech, kind of. Internet Hall Monitor Right Wing Watch has been banned from YouTube. They filed an appeal and it was rejected. Now, there's some speculation as to why they got banned. And of course, Right Wing Watch is trying to claim that they're just trying to expose the bigots. So YouTube has banned them. Now, it's entirely possible YouTube does reinstate this channel. And in a deeply personal sense for my principles, I would like to see Right Wing Watch reinstated. They are allowed to criticize people they don't like. But here's the big problem. I'm not going to put up a defense for them. I'll explain my principles, sure, but I am not going to defend arsonists who are seeking to destroy the very system by which we communicate with each other. We have warned over and over again that if you push for censorship, eventually it will come back to you. And Glenn Greenwald has made this very clear when he stated, I think it was Glenn Greenwald, I'm paraphrasing, that if there's any group of people with the, with the most inability to learn, it is liberals advocating for censorship because invariably these powers eventually come and censor them. And here we are. It is a disaster of your own making. Now, Right Wing Watch, for those that aren't familiar, is a nonprofit organization. I believe so. Actually, let me just read a little bit about what they say, because I want to make sure I get their description correctly. But I'll tell you what I think they are first, so you understand. The goal of Right Wing Watch is to generate money smearing the right so that there is a tool for activists to raise money for Democrats. I, am, uh, I get emails from the, uh, was it the people for the American way. And it's basically like a Democrat advocacy. In order to get people to vote Democrat, they create a boogeyman in the right. They find the most egregious examples. They take things out of context. They smear people. It's, well, it's bad for us. It's bad for discourse. I'm not sad to see them go. Bye-bye. Look, you want to advocate for censorship and then expect me to defend you. You're wrong. Here's what you need to, here's what you need to know about Right Wing Watch before we get started. And I want to stress there's a lot from people there that are making really interesting points about this. Count Dankula, of course, posting the meme where it's like, but it's a private company. And then I want to talk to you about Steven Crowder, how he was targeted, what he's getting censored for, and why, and, and why people think Right Wing Watch was banned. For those that aren't familiar, Right Wing Watch says that they are a project of the People for the American Way dedicated to monitoring and exposing the activities and rhetoric of right wing activists and organizations in order to expose their extreme agenda. Our researchers monitor dozens of broadcast emails, websites, and use their expertise on right-wing movements to analyze and distill information for media allies and the general public. By shedding light on the activities of the right-wing movement, we help expose the risks its extreme and intolerant agenda presents to our country. I love this one. Here's NewsGuard saying that they are perfectly credible. A site covering right-wing extre- right- extremism, it's not. Now, some of it they cover is, but a lot of it's like they used, they've written several articles about Carl Benjamin. Look, man, Carl Benjamin is a classical liberal guy. You want to try and smear some far right extreme, dude, you are reaching. Well, we got the breaking news from TimCast.com. Let's actually refresh. We get some updates here. YouTube bans Internet Hall Monitor Right Wing Watch. YouTube banned the hyper-partisan far-left organization Right Wing Watch from their platform on Monday. The organization, which is dedicated to deplatforming conservatives, announced that they had been censored themselves on Twitter, saying, 
our efforts to expose the bigoted view and dangerous conspiracy theories spread by right wing activists has now resulted in YouTube banning our channel and removing thousands of our videos. We attempted to appeal this decision and YouTube rejected it. YouTube said that their account was terminated due to severe or repeated violations of their community guidelines. And there are a few we can cite. One ironic one and one legitimate violation. I think Right Wing Watch legitimately violated um, YouTube guidelines. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. Many of the people Right Wing Watch have attempted to get censored celebrated the irony of the situation. The organization is frequently referred to by people on the right as the hall monitors of the Internet. Count Dankula posting the uh, hilarious little meme. Well, they are a private company and can do what they want. And you don't have a right to a platform and and shrug. Although Dankula does go on to say, I hope they reinstate your channel and get your videos back. I don't. No, I don't. I, 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 I used to. I used to. But I realized something, OK? These are people that are walking up behind you and figured it. Well, well, I won't get too extreme. They're sucker punching you. That's that's how it works. They walk up, sucker punch. All right. You will sit there and, and call for honor. You will sit there and say, I would like to play a game of chess. And at every single turn, they cheat. And we keep defending them. We can't. We can defend free speech. But we don't need to defend the people who are trying to burn down free speech, because let me just cite the paradox of intolerance that the left loves to to prop up that little comic. They say, if we tolerate intolerance, eventually the intolerant win. Okay, so I won't tolerate their intolerance. They're completely intolerant. They want to ban speech. Okay, bye bye. You get rid of things like right wing watch and there is less barricading us from communication. There's more opportunity to speak, challenge even bad ideas. Right Wing Watch deserves no one's sympathy. Jack Posobiec posts a little uh, gif of Mike Lindell. Sticks Hexenhammer says, those who live by the sword. Right Wing, right wing Watch regularly stole. Here, so here, here's where some people start making um, a speculation as to what really happened. Now, this is irony. Right Wing Watch regularly stole content from creators and defamed them. Their harassment has finally been countered. Tarl Warwick, known as Sticks Hexenhammer, wrote, he added, you know, you could always use Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble. Oh, yeah, wait, you alienated them all by calling them hateful. LOL. Guess opposing free expression isn't a great idea, is it? Countless conservatives also commented, telling the organization to build their own YouTube, a comment frequently made by the left when a conservative is censored. I said, try Gab. Good on YouTube, right-wing commentator Lauren Chen wrote, you get what you deserve. Andrew Follett said, I've been assured by you that the proper response to this is just build your own YouTube. That's right. Well, I don't know if right-wing watch has ever explicitly stated stated that themselves, but certainly fans and some people associated with right-wing watch have made these statements before in the past. Now, I don't want to come out here and claim that the writers of Right Wing Watch are prominently shouting, make your own YouTube. But when it comes to the general left and what they have called for, typically they say YouTube doesn't owe you a platform and they shouldn't be propping up, you know, ideology, blah, 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 or whatever. All right. Right Wing Watch, you're gone. There's a couple reasons why Right Wing Watch may have been banned. I think one of them is legitimate, and I think one of them may be ironic, but maybe not fair. I think the re- there's th- one of the reasons they may have gotten banned is that they are hosting hate speech. I know it's stupid, right? 
Now, this would be the funniest reason, and it may actually be the reason. Right Wing Watch would go to right wing channels, take clips, and then put them up on their own channels and be like, look at this awful thing. Okay. If the thing was truly awful and you wanted it to be banned, YouTube will ban you for posting it. How about that? I think it's very, very likely a reason why they did get banned. When they would get someone banned, they would still host that content. That's a problem for YouTube. Think about it. YouTube is what going to host thousands of videos of like racist speech because one channel claims we're just highlighting how bad it is. It don't work that way. And this is one of the biggest mistakes they made. You, Right Wing Watch, advocated for this. You live by the sword. You set a fire and the fire eventually engulfed you. And I ain't going to come defend you. Now, there's another reason they may have gotten banned, and that could be the reuse of content totally outside of the realm of hate speech. YouTube has been getting really strict on channels that don't produce anything and just regurgitate things. So what Right Wing Watch was doing, they would take a clip from someone's channel and then just upload it with like, hey, this is bad. YouTube does not like that. Now, I don't know if that's a direct violation of the guidelines, but I'd imagine if your whole channel is built upon that, probably would be. There's a big issue happening now with a lot of channels getting either demonetized or trying to start a channel to get monetized and being rejected. This actually happened to one of my channels. They claimed that we were re-hosting content. I emailed my contacts at Google and I said, no, we aren't. We literally do only original content. And then they reviewed it and said, no, you re-host content. And then I said, no, we don't. It's mine. I'm saying these things. And then finally, after like two appeals, they said, oh, we're sorry about that. They are very, very strict. Why would YouTube want their platform to be populated by people who just download, copy and re-upload content? It's not what YouTube wants to be. YouTube wants to be like HBO. YouTube is betting they can compete with Netflix by allowing some users a meritocratic system. Now, of course, you've got to fall within what YouTube wants, because you might have a channel get really, really big by making some really weird content YouTube doesn't like. So it's not the same as Netflix, but uh, pretty much the same mainstream guidelines in a lot of ways. YouTube, interestingly, allows a lot of content some platforms don't, but typically bans a lot of content that other platforms do. It's a weird system. I'll put it simply. YouTube doesn't mind to a certain degree conservative content, but if it threatens their advertisers, which a lot of conservative content does, then you're gone. Right Wing Watch, in my opinion, was probably pulling things out of context, and it was probably a bit duplicitous in their efforts, so naturally they get removed. I want to point to you, point out why this is really, really bad. Now, I can, I, can, I can be happy that Right Wing Watch is gone because they're the arsonists. But you may have seen this story. YouTube suspends Louder with Crowder again, applies second hard strike on his channel. Steven Crowder got a strike on one of his channels because he was talking about a news story and he was being, um, what's the right word? I don't know if upbeat is the right word. He was talking about a crime. He was saying we supported the police and like that's the way it is. And they claimed he was celebrating it. I think that's ridiculous. In another instance, he was citing CDC numbers and they said medical misinformation. That's right. YouTube policy on certain issues that I'm not going to say because no reason to bring up things to get this video banned when it's about something else. But YouTube's policy related to COVID has a huge list of things you can't say. And some of them are actually medical misinformation. And it was surprising to me. I was like, I can't say that. That's like normal mainstream fact. No wonder so many people are getting banned. They've lost their minds. 
Why? Advertisers are dumb, really dumb. Coca-Cola. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to use a real brand. Let's say, you know, Spacely Sprockets. They want to sell widgets and sprockets or whatever. They don't know anything about culture war. They don't know anything about politics. So they go to an advertising agency who tells them, here's what you don't want to do. We'll do the ad for you. And they make a really garbage ad. Some activist emails them complaining and they say, "Uh oh, someone said a naughty word on YouTube. So they go to YouTube and say, we don't want our ad appearing on this video. YouTube then says, these videos are bad for advertisers. Get rid of them. It is not a mainstream thing. YouTube just panics because the advertiser panics because one or two activists, you know, 30 or so angry lunatics on Twitter send an email or one person with 30 accounts does it. YouTube then creates ridiculous policies and bans everybody. Typically, no one is, these advertisers aren't scared of conservatives because conservatives don't have any mainstream institutional authority. They're terrified the New York Times will call them dumb names. The same is true for Republicans. Republican candidates are terrified that the New York Times will write nasty words about them. They should be concerned about the opinion of their constituents. So unfortunately for many of them, they're not. Now, here's why all of this is bad news, but it may be good news. Right Wing Watch is getting lit up over at TimCast.com. Get another article. Fewer than one in three Americans trusts the media to report the truth. Americans have the lowest trust in the media in the world, according to a new survey. Fewer than one in three Americans trust the media, according to a study from Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at Oxford, which interviewed 29,000 people in 46 countries. Additionally, amongst American conservatives, only one fifth said that the media reflects their views correctly. The majority of Americans whose political views lean left, 51%, believe that the media reflects their views correctly, while 34% disagreed. Fewer than one third of centrists and one fifth of conservatives agree. Self-identified conservatives have a 59 percentage point gap. 16% say the media portray conservatives accurately, while 75% disagree, the Daily Wire reports. And the Daily Wire is reporting on a Pointer Institute study. This, this, this is, you, need to, you need to understand this. There's a reason why YouTube tends to be right wing. And there's a reason, or I, I should say it's not right wing. That's, that's wrong. There's a reason why there are many independent conservative channels or anti-establishment channels. YouTube is overwhelmingly left-wing. You've got major mainstream corporations. You've got CNN, MSNBC. You've got Jimmy Kimmel, blah, blah, blah. They are propped up. They're put on the front page. They're given preferential algorithmic treatment. The reason why the right does well on YouTube, or I should say not just the right, but typically the right, the anti-left, anti-establishment, anti-establishment left, whatever, the reason they do, like Jimmy Dore, for instance, he's definitely a leftist, but he's super anti-establishment. The reason they do well is that people are trying to escape the lies of the mainstream media. So they'll go on YouTube. This is why Right Wing Watch is in a panic. They need to remove channels like mine. They need the algorithm to suppress channels like mine. And YouTube is often all too happy to oblige. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply this is one of the greatest platforms uh, we have YouTube has its problems. A lot of people say, Tim, why don't you just quit YouTube and stop using it because they're censoring people? I mean, there's a point to be made. 
Maybe we shouldn't use YouTube. Maybe we should switch to BitChute or Minds or something else. YouTube is still an excellent tool with a massive platform. I will not give up a battlefield simply because we've been losing the center. You understand? Now, of course, look, obviously, I don't consider myself to be conservative, but the culture war left and right are clearly nonsensical terms. It's just tribal indicators, and I'm certainly not a leftist. I consider myself to be moderate, and I think moderates and conservatives are aligned. It's probably the easiest way to put it. So when you look at centrists, what do you get? Naturally, centrists don't think they're being represented properly. Joe Rogan's pretty much centrist. He aligns a lot with the right. He hosts Brett Weinstein talking about certain issues I can't repeat. This is a battlefield. The left holds the high ground. We don't retreat from a battlefield when we're holding firm. Yes, many people have been banned. Yes, we are being you know, knocked off one by one, those who oppose the establishment narratives. But so long as we still have some of the battlefield and we can maintain that ground until we are defeated and removed, we stay. But naturally, you may have noticed two of the articles that I'm using today are from TimCast.com. Why? I'm not stupid enough to think I will exist forever on YouTube. The Overton window is being pushed further and further left. Now, there's some good news here. This story should be cause for optimism. Right wing watch, left wing extremism and hyperpartisan garbage is being removed. We want a sane middle ground. That means conservatives, moderates, liberals. The liberals and the conservatives can argue and the moderates can look back and forth and be like, can't we all just get along? And I disagree and I disagree and I agree and I agree. But the far left are a serious problem. They have tremendous institutional influence. They make Democrats go crazy. And what are the Republicans doing? Sitting on their hands and actually attacking their own. Are there problems with Republicans and ideology and views they have? Of course. Yes. The problems with liberals? Yes, there are. Here's the issue. When it comes to television, movies, comic books, video games, and yes, even YouTube, the left owns it all. So when far left extremists scream, the left just bends the knee and then YouTube starts pumping out left wing extremists. But there are still people who will share videos, who will share a video like this one, if you haven't already, who will become members at TimCast.com. When you share videos, you are pushing back against YouTube's algorithm. Think about it this way. How many of you believe that YouTube would love to eliminate all political content. No Minecraft and nothing else. We just want to spam Mr. Beast to everybody. Of course they would. Why don't they? They can't. This isn't against the rules, what I'm doing. Now, they can lie. They can try and remove Crowder very, very slowly. They're trying. Eventually, they may. So Crowder goes on Rumble. Trump, I think, went on Rumble. We are now on Rumble. Eventually, it will happen, but it's difficult. So long as we are within the rules they can slowly change the rules. They can try and make arguments, but it has to be done within a certain within certain expectations. But when people share links, the algorithm cannot stop us. So here's what happens. I'll make a video criticizing the left. It's not the most extreme, far right, crazy anything. It's kind of a moderate view saying, hey, don't be for censorship. I'm not going to defend you. Right. You then learn the story about right wing watch and I give you my opinion. It's not a crazy opinion. It's not extreme in any way. It's just I disagree with what this organiza- organization does. I think they're bad people. You're able to hear this. Now, YouTube does not promote my show to the front page. When, uh, let me explain. To a regular person who goes on YouTube, YouTube is not going to show them my videos. They're going to show you Mr. Beast. But if you are somebody who already watches similar content or my content, you'll start seeing it. 
that makes it very, very difficult for channels like mine to break through. So when you share the URL, you bypass the algorithm. They cannot stop that power. Literally, they can't. They've been trying. They're age gating now. So there's a lot of political channels where it's like, in order to watch this, you have to sign in. It makes it impossible to share content. Age gated content can't be viewed on other platforms. So they are trying. So I know my channel won't be on this, this platform forever. But right wing watch is substantially worse than my channels. And I do think YouTube likes my content to a certain degree. I think they view it as a pressure release valve as they ban many on the far right. Some people remain on platform to watch videos like mine. Those people are the ones typically say, Tim, you need to leave the platform. I'm not going, look, you may lose your right flank. I'm not going to abandon a battlefield, but I am planning our our strategic retreat and building up our own fortress behind us. We may be on this culture war battlefield, but in the event we lose that front, we need somewhere to go to maintain, you know, our defenses. That's why I'm launching. That's why we launched TimCast.com. That's why we're going to have, we have a new website coming out in about a week or a week and a half. Hopefully it'll be really awesome because we're not going to give up. We're not going to back down. We're going to keep challenging extremists like right, like right wing watch. Of course, YouTube doesn't like that. YouTube doesn't like any culture war stuff. It's one of the reasons we made the vlog as well. Hey, look at that. We're just having fun. Making sure that we can influence culture, inspire people about the merits of individualism and freedom and liberty. And it doesn't always have to be a direct argument. One of the mistakes made by conservatives is ignoring the cultural. So what did we do? We went zip lining last week, right? Yesterday, we went skating and we filmed a bunch of stuff. The goal is to create cultural content. The art, we don't need to make an argument about freedom. We just show us engaging in fun and having, and having that fun. We inspire young people to try and do the things that we do and be like us. And we're good people. We reject violence. We believe in peaceful, resourceful, and persuasive activism. And we're going to win. I'm more confident than ever. You know, Michael Malice is a very confident guy. I always shout him out because the dude is seriously a genius. So many people have started to adopt his tactics he mocks these people who are who are crazy on the left. He, he makes them, you know, he, he, he explains why their ideas are bad and he makes us laugh at them. But he's repeatedly said, look how stupid some of these extremists are. We should all be laughing because we're going to win. And I think he's right. There's been a lot of points made recently about why we are winning. And I'll put it this way. Bannon says when these parents see what their kids are learning in school, they'll freak out. But you know what? You know what else we're, we're, we're going to see? Timcast.com is working. It's winning. And it's thanks to all of you who watch. And that means I can have articles written by Cassandra Fairbanks, good friend of mine. She's amazing. Her articles are fantastic. And we're hiring more people. We're looking for editors. We just brought on our mystery writer, Shane, who wrote an amazing article introducing what we're going to be exploring. Nothing crazy, a moderate view at the unexplained and the paranormal, kind of like true crime, but focusing on issues of mysteries, the unsolved, paranormal. We've got one story we're looking at about buried and lost Confederate gold. Not necessarily conspiracy theories pertaining to the government, but just fun stories. Because we want people to come. We want them to have fun. We want them to watch entertaining things. And we want them to be inspired and to understand what we think is valuable. So we can push back on the communists and the other extremists from the far left who are doing something similar. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.